Hello and welcome to House of Wine, the podcast. This podcast will help you deepen your intimate life with God, give you practical insight in how to develop a rhythm of prayer, and finally ground your journey in a revelatory discovery of the scripture. Thanks for joining me. This is the second season of the podcast. And in this season, we're going to focus specifically on life fermentation. That is, how do we take the various aspects of our life and practically immerse them in this central unifying focus of being deeply and intimately intoxicated in the presence of God. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast, guys. I really, really appreciate it. It's uh, both humbling and encouraging um, the kind of feedback that we've been getting. And it's the reason why, honestly, um, I've continued to release content is just knowing that it is benefiting your walk with Jesus in, in all the ways that it has. So if you are yet to write a review, I would really appreciate um, both if you could just subscribe to the podcast and write a review and share a podcast that's really benefited you, it really helps to kind of get the message out there and facilitate what the Lord is wanting to do through this podcast. So welcome, Steph, to the podcast. And um, it's very nice to have you here. Um, We've been friends, obviously, for a long time. It feels like a long time now. Maybe, maybe what, like five, six, seven years? Mm. Is it seven years? I don't know. It'd be a good number, wouldn't it? <laughs> the number of perfection. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's really nice to have you on here finally. Mm. And, um, and just to create some space for you to unpack what's really um, weighty in your heart around birth and around... Um, what I'm going to call mystical birth, even though birth in itself is obviously mystical, a mystical phenomena. Um, But just birth that I think is coming from a place of wholeness and um, the way that it was intended to be, um, I think is a really cool topic to explore Mm -hmm. and, um, and to get into, I guess, some of the, the state of being, the state of mind, um, even on a revelatory level, like what unlocks um, that kind of that kind of state of being to be able to do that, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, mm. but yeah, really nice to have you here. Maybe it'd be cool for you to um, just start by sharing a little bit of how you were maybe drawn to the topic of mm. birth, and um, and then you know specifically supernatural birth or mm. birth as it was intended to be in terms of like God's design for that. Yeah, totally, totally. I think I've always had a bit of a soft spot in my heart for um, things that fall outside the lines of what mainstream culture says is like acceptable or okay or like the way things are done. Mm. And um, so even before I got pregnant for the first time, even before I'd probably, you know, like decided if I even wanted to start a family, I... um was already on the download just seeking out um, women who had stories that were like crazy or what other people would call crazy, like people giving birth in the woods, 
like <laughs> women just like doing stuff that is like so not what people think is normal and I just was always drawn to that kind of thing just because out of curiosity like what makes people do things like this so um what what's out of the ordinary like as an yeah. example like in the woods that's pretty weird yeah that's pretty weird hey, yeah <laughs> Um, I think out of the ordinary is people thinking that they can do it without, um, like without needing heaps of extra support or like they can just, they're just, their body was made to do it. I think like even in our world, you know, in 2020, it's like still profound or crazy to think that you can, your body can actually do what it's meant to do. And um, there are some women that are happily pursuing that path pretty pretty strongly pretty fiercely so that's awesome yeah yeah there really there is like a veil almost like we we accept a lot in terms of like um how something should be or how we should go about something Mm -hmm. i mean even just i I think the weight of authority we give to the medical system in general Mm -hmm. um is like is such a automatic it's like a default setting for most people in in western culture i guess or maybe even in the in the world, for the most part, probably Western culture. But like, mm-hmm. it's so true. You just like you associate something like birth, and then you think like it's got to have all these trimmings attached to it for it to be done, you know? And exactly, yeah. So yeah, it's interesting when you start to like just um, challenge some of those yeah. infrastructure of belief that's around those things. That's um, right. Mm. So maybe you could share a little bit about. Um, what you've discovered like in terms of so um if we're talking about um alternate ways Mm. which maybe it shouldn't be alternate but alternate ways (laughs) to like go through the process of birth like yeah what are some of the um yeah some of the things that are different in Mm -hmm. in terms of what you've found yeah so um the core of my work is actually about worthiness it's actually um it's this it's actually realizing that that we're actually worthy of more and that like our experience is allowed to be way greater than like the experience that's become normalized. And so like when I think of, you know, what an, the alternate way can look like, mm. it actually just looks a lot softer and sweeter and more enjoyable and more like more savored and it's easier. Um, it's, it's just, it's, better (laughs) it's just so much better yeah so that's awesome yeah um yeah obviously chloe my wife Mm. whom you know who you know (laughs) um yes we've got two kids Mm. and we've had um some pretty cool experiences yes with that with Mm. childbirth and the first time round was like um you did a podcast with her. Yeah, eh? I did. Yeah. yeah, I've got her story. So, um, if you want to hear it on the um, on my podcast, yeah. Yeah, we'll put it's it epic. in the in the show notes and all that. Um, mm. But yeah, experiencing some of that firsthand and and making a decision. And I remember one of the one of the key um, portions of text from the Bible that mm. Chloe discovered in her like research is in Exodus somewhere, and it talks about how the women, the Hebrew women were lively That's right. in childbirth and yes. that the babies came real quick That's right. Yeah. before the midwives could come. And That's it's like right. fascinating, these little like glimpses in there. Yes. And then we know like um, obviously the idea of like the curse being broken, you know, mm. Christ 
became a curse on the tree. And so like the curse of pain in childbirth is mm. gone. So that was kind of like the place that we came at it from. We were mm. just like, mm. we won't, we, we refuse to, I mean, we refuse to have pain, which is really Chloe <laughs> refusing to have pain, but me just backing her up. Yeah, yeah. And um, we, we were driving to the hospital. We drove from the Gold Coast to Brisbane, which is like an hour, over an hour. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and the whole birthing process was only about five hours, which is pretty, I've heard is pretty crazy for like, mm. or it's like pretty cool for like a first yeah, birth. And, absolutely, yeah. Um, and yeah, just like driving along and then surges of pain would come, like mm. it would come. Mm. And I remember like Chloe just going on this journey with her own, her own belief system, like her own psyche, like, learning to process through what she was feeling and thinking and sort of like what's surfacing in terms of how we're conditioned to think, mm. especially when you're in the midst of something mm. is like where you really learn, I think, what your beliefs are. Mm. And by the time we got to the end of the car ride, like the pain had really subsided and it come right down. And then it got to a point where really there, was, there wasn't pain mm. for, the, for the remainder of the birth. And then mm. Caspian, our second, was like, the whole process was like two hours, super quick, super cruisy. Um, it's so good. I love it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, maybe, like, do you have any cool stories from women who have given birth um, in an, I guess, like in an alternate state of being versus mm. the, I mean, what would you say the typical is? Like for most people in yeah. terms of birth, maybe just to give a bit of context for what we're talking yeah, about, okay. like what's typical for most women in terms yeah. of birth? Um, I would say typical is is probably only hoping for a healthy baby and not much more than that. I think that's probably the baseline, the easiest way to describe it. Okay. Um, you know, and it's it's common like for people just to say, oh, like – oh, yeah, you, you know, your birth wasn't so great, but at least you have a healthy baby. And it's like, it's like um, I think that is really, yeah, where we're at. Or a lot of women it's go like, bad. oh, just you wait, it's going to be horrible. Yeah. Like so many, I, I feel like so yeah. many people said that before um, Chloe yes. gave birth. It was just like, yeah, it's oh, bad. it's the worst, but it's so good when it's over, you know, because you have exactly, a healthy baby. Exactly, and, yeah. exactly. And it's like those little, little comments where it, it uh, to me that just shows like the 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 unprocessed pain that that person has in relation to their experience you know and like i think there can be um yeah just because it's such a, a a journey of like maturing you know when you give birth and it's like so many things come up like you said like all your beliefs come to the surface every every area where you have like a limiting belief or you know it all comes to the surface in pregnancy and in, and in birth. And, and that's the best thing. Like that mm. is the invitation. Like I think there are people in this world who um, they would be like, oh, yes. You know, people who are further down the journey go, yes, I welcome um, opportunities in life like that. Like the challenges, totally. you know, like that, that verse that talks about how like um, the trials produce, you know, like character yeah exactly yeah. character hope and all those things like um it's the best invitation mm. and all you need is like all you need is someone who can guide you or a mindset that can actually allow you to really dive in to the mystical you know the mystical part of pregnancy and birth mm. yeah mm. 
Yeah, so it's like, so when, when we're talking about, I guess, like limiting beliefs. Mm, yeah. I mean, I haven't, I haven't had a baby come out of me before, yeah, so yeah, I didn't know what the feeling is like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but from what I gather, mm. being around it yeah. is like, it's, it's a force in terms of like, it's, it's kind of like this force beyond yourself that the baby's going to come out. Mm. Like, you can't stop it. Yeah. I think the cool thing about birth is that it's, it's just like life. Like, like how you do life is how you will do birth. Mm. And how you do birth is how you, how you do life. You know, so like people think, oh, I've never given birth before. Like, what am I going to do when I get mm. in that situation? It's like, well, you're just going to do it how you do life. Like, it's just the same thing. Um, but yeah, there is, there's the opportunity because like, so for me, when I was in, you know, like my first labor, I remember coming up against feelings like, you know, it's the same things that happen in life. Feeling like my expectations haven't been met. So feeling, feelings and thoughts of, disappointment come up feeling Mm. thoughts of am i doing this right Mm. uh feeling thoughts of like i'm stuck i'm hopeless i'm powerless Mm. i'm defeated you know like all these types of things that we that happen when we feel stressed or when we feel you know like we just come into a situation that's like different to what we normally do Mm -hmm. and that's where god gets to meet us like that's it's the perfect place yeah it's awesome it feels like um it kind of feels like, I don't know, like I, I know sometimes with things like this, if you're aware of it, it just feels like everyone's talking about it. But it kind of feels like the sort of, um, when it comes to wisdom around um, birthing or childbirth that is coming at it from the perspective that you're coming at it from, which is about really like, I think, um, embracing the journey from a place of transcendence, like from a place of, oneness with God and just like mm. letting go, surrender, allowing your body to do what it was designed to do, et cetera, et cetera. Um, mm. It doesn't feel like there's a whole lot of people talking about it. Like is there mm. – I mean like everyone, every human is designed to give – I mean not every human, at least 50% of the population <laughs> are designed to like, you know, give birth. Yeah, and yeah. Um, it's such an intrinsic part of life. Mm-hmm. And it's so symbolic of like what you're saying, like um, in terms of indicating or um, being a part of maturing our journey with the Lord. It, mm-hmm. it just seems strange that no one's, from my perspective, it feels like not many people are talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think there are there are definitely pockets of people talking about natural birth. So they talk about it without the God lens. So they talk okay. just about the physiological side of things. Mm. And then there are people talking about it with um, just the God lens or just the faith lens, but without the physiological understanding of the way that things work and the environment. Um, and then there are people that are just talking about it in a medicalized sense and, you know, doing research around that side of things. So I, I guess I'm just like, I want there to be more people talking in a way that's holistic where it, it you know, like it, it's like we're spiritual, we're also physical, we're also emotional, we're also mental, like, and we can actually optimize birth um, across all of those areas. Mm. Yeah. Mm. What do you think is happening on a, like in a more specific way? Like, um, you know, someone who's having um, a birthing experience that is mm. like, that is, 
got friction you know it's like it isn't it isn't this ideal of what is we know is possible maybe mm, yeah. what what, is, what do you think is going to like what do you think is happening down to the I'd love to hear like on the mental level yeah, and then even on the physiological part mm. of it, like, and mm. how is, is there a relationship as well? I mean, I know there is a relationship between the mm. mind and the body, but like what, mm. what is happening there more yeah. specifically? Mm. So are you saying, um, if a woman is fr- experiencing friction, so as in her, her labor isn't going as she might've thought it would, um, are you talking about like, yeah, is that kind of where you? Yeah, I think friction in the sense that it isn't, it isn't just this like, even talking about natural birth, like it isn't just this well-oiled natural experience. It's kind right. of like, wow, it's really, um, like I've heard some stories of pretty horrific, mm. but it's like really long labors, really right. painful labors, gotcha. mm. um, complications, fear, all this mm. stuff that seems to surround um, this process. So yeah, totally, yeah. I think um, I think it's too simplistic to just say that, you know, if someone's having a bad experience, it's too simplistic just to say that, oh, well, they didn't have faith. Um, I think that's some of what, um, you know, Christian people who have written books before have, have kind of boiled it down to like, oh, well, if you have enough faith, like you'll have a good birth. Yeah. And I think that's a little bit too simplistic. Um, but I also don't think it's how the medicalized um, you know, world says that like it's really just about the physical and like if it's not physically going well, then we'll just do some mm. interventions to make it make it work, you know? Like I think, um, you know, there's, yeah, if, if a woman isn't experiencing it just like the, the, the labor of her original design, which is just like free-flowing um, where she feels like she can do it, I think um, then either it's... A physical thing, a mental block, or a um, a heart feeling based block. Mm. So um, that's interesting. Yeah, and then there's ways that you can like go about um, either clearing them in pregnancy, so you don't even have to deal with them in labor. All those things you can do in labor to help bring it back into alignment. So like, I'm all about yeah preparing so that you can just like have an easier labor, a quicker, easier labor. But then also once you're in labor, like stuff can happen Mm. and you can just get back into alignment. You just like have a toolbox full of a bunch of different Mm. practices, techniques, physical exercises, like just different stuff. And you can just bring it back into alignment if you need to as well. When you say um, heart, around the heart, what do you mean by that? Yeah, so, um, you know, obviously it's pretty common to think of the head or the the mind as the like command center for the body, you know, like, Mm. so if you like, if your body, you know, is um, all the limbs are like airplanes and then the, you know, your head is like the command center for the airplanes telling all the airplanes where to go, what to do. Um, Super lame analogy, (laughs) but you get it. Like, um, and that's like the way that we just think about our body. And obviously our body is so important in labor, all the different functions that are happening to like make the uterus contract and all that's happening. And we think like the head is the command center of all of it. But actually um, there's like research that, you know, emerging research that says that um, the heart actually probably has a bigger um, place in that command center um set up than we think because there's actually a bi-directional connection between the head and the heart and there's more 
um, there's more signals that go from the heart into mm. the brain than goes from the brain into the heart, which indicates that like it is a bigger part of what's going on than you know than anything else. So um, Gosh. that's why I think that like feeling patterns, like so we have thought patterns. Obviously, everyone knows what those are, you know, and like they can kind of dip down into like um, feelings of you know. Um, just feeling negative about something or, you know, if, if stuff starts to become harder than you think it will be in labor or whatever. Um, but the feeling patterns are just as important. Mm. Like, um, you know, I'm sure everyone can think of a time when they, and something really upset them. And it's like, you don't feel that upset in your head. You feel it in your heart. Mm. Like, and it, and it puts everything else off. Like your mental clarity goes like your, you know, you you do things. You go, yeah. yeah, everything yeah. like gets a bit out of um, out of whack. And I think when we're preparing for um, mm. when we're preparing for labor, it's just like if we can actually think about our feeling patterns and our thought patterns, and kind of like optimize both of those, then we can just make everything so much easier for ourselves. Okay, so how how do you optimize? Do yeah, you? I mean that's probably like a broader category yeah because it's addressing one one aspect of life that maybe is about uh, it's the unknown i guess that might be challenging about it mm. i guess that's maybe one way to look at it i feel like it, the unknown of like birth and labor and parent the start of the parenting journey like mm. the unknown is more the trigger i think um the unknown isn't the actual thing True. it's hard it's the trigger that makes you feel those things and it's the feelings and the thoughts that you kind of get stuck on and stuck mm. looping. Mm. Um, yeah, I think it's always just about like replacing, you know, the lies with the truth. It's like, that's, it's just as, like as simple as that. How you do that, like that is a, a personal thing. Like I have some different ways that I do it. Um, they're the types of things that like, you know, I talk about with women when they're preparing. Um, but there's heaps of different modalities, I think. I think that a lot of the wellness modalities are really about, you know, trying to seek after that. What can we do to come back into alignment? And um, Totally. Yeah. Addressing subconscious beliefs and whatever. Yeah. 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 Um, mm. What is one? Can you give one example? Of a limiting belief? No, like of something that... Oh, of a practice. Yeah, of a practice. Yeah, okay. Yep. So... Um, <laughs> Well, one just comes to mind, <laughs> which is not what I was expecting to share, but um, I actually go personally like on on bushwalks by myself, go swimming in the river. <laughs> and um, for me, that is a type of practice. Um, you know, like I'm, I'm having to let go of the fear that there are going to be snakes just around the corner, which there are. <laughs> they slither away. I hear them. <laughs> And I have to let go of the fact that I, you know, it's like there might be shark in here. I don't know in this river, like, <laughs> and I have to let go of those fears and those things. And it does feel like going into the unknown, you know, like, mm. I don't know what, what I'm going to come across on that particular day. Like, mm -hmm. I know that, um, you know, that I know that it, it's, it's, it's private. Like, that's about all that I know. <laughs> that's about all that I can predict. But, um. But I go down there and I'm amazed at what happens when I, when I do that practice, you know, and what comes out of it and the mm. wisdom that's just right there under the surface, you know, mm. like, um, 
And I think everyone can access those types of those types of things for themselves, you know, like whether they're in labour, whether they're, you know, going to give birth soon or whether they're, you know, whether they're not, yeah, so. Totally. Um, mm. Yeah, it's like they call it like eustress, I think, what? where you can put yeah. eustress, like um, mm. – like we talked about cold exposure with, yes. with Arun. It's yes. like you, there's things that you can do to kind of shock you um, out of familiar patterns because yes. often mm. subconscious beliefs that we that we have like or limiting beliefs, like if we, if we are in any way influenced by fear, we'll look for predictability. So we'll That's build right. our life around predictable patterns and, exactly, and, yeah. and then we – um, we start and to get beliefs that are around that. So like we look for those, we start to look for that predictability in our lives. So like breaking out of that or finding ways to intentionally break out of that yes. will expose you to see kind of like what's actually operating exactly. a little bit beneath the surface. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, and I think the cool thing about birth is that you don't need to do that. You don't need to go outside of your own experience to mm. actually um, see exactly what's happening for you because it's all right there because it pregnancy already is like growing a baby already is that experience like you've yeah. literally thrust into it Believe. you know and i feel like um that's where where the gold of the of the gospel really gets to kick into gear you get to really feel it experience it and see that rapid mm. transformation of belief which i think i don't know if it's just me but like that's what i crave for like to have those moments like those aha moments those moments where things just shift that is just the glory because you get you just get in that flow state and it's just like oh life is good and everything is working and alignment is happening and yeah. I can't do anything wrong and like I feel like wow it's a good time yeah mm. it's a, I feel like people run so often ha have taught themselves to run from um those things I mean birth is like obviously a, a very overt one the things in life mm. that are like either beyond your control or whatever yeah. they're creating some sort of like friction in your world and if you if you realize that surrender is the way forward then you you'll be able to like see from I guess from an objective place what is limiting you from surrender because whatever's limiting you from surrender is going that's what's going to sort of come into your awareness that's right yeah and then it's like that's good because now you can kind of like let just go toss it out, deal, toss deal it with out it. the window exactly like, yeah, toss it out of, them, yeah, out of a moving car like yeah. just get it going yeah i really believe that like life is meant to be intoxicating like yes every part of it it really is every part every yeah. part of birth yeah it really is and it's it's not a judgment like if someone isn't experiencing that it's not a judgment mm. on that if they've had a bad experience before it's not a judgment like it doesn't say anything about you yeah at all but yeah. it but i can't stop telling people that there's hope Fully. like some people feel shamed if i say mm. that you can have a really great birth experience like some people automatically that triggers shame in them but it's like i can't stop telling people that there's hope yeah. just because like it triggers shame yeah like that that triggering of shame is just an invitation to let it go so you can realize that you're not actually excused from the hope of glory which is yeah. christ in you like <laughs> you know what i mean that's so good yeah i think something yeah. that has helped me with that not with giving birth again just reference that. yeah we'll just keep coming back to that um yeah. but is is the realization that like we're not we're not actually entitled to anything like we're not like something about thinking about something about the thought that I'm not entitled 
to anything good in my life helps to remind me that it's not my fault when Ooh, it happens. It's like the opposite. Yeah, for some reason it cool, works. Okay. So it's yeah. like, it's like, yeah, it. You know, when you talk about, and I'm gonna, I want to ask you more questions about maybe ecstatic birth or like mm, it, yeah, what absolutely. what the full like end of the spectrum is with some of that stuff. Yeah. But like when we talk about aspects of the nature of God or like just the kindness of God in general, in mm. any area of our life, it seems to always be triggering. Like kindness seems to trigger people. Oh yeah, And totally. I think it's because we're so used to having control over our life and and we think it's up to us. Even, not always consciously, but it's just like no, totally, totally. it can be subconscious. So it's something totally. about like, yeah, you should talk about it. You should talk about how blissful birth could be or any mm-hmm. aspect of God's nature that's just like, yeah. Um, rich and kind and profound, you know, because it's not our fault. It's 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 because of Christ. Like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's the impact of what He's done mm. that unlocks like an alternative reality for us, actually, <laughs> yeah, of yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, that's good. Mm. I, I I love that concept. I love the concept of mm. um realizing that situations in life can really um, help you to let go, mm, mm. and um, yeah, this is this is one that it will teach you. <laughs> teach you. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I remember um, when Chloe was with Caspian. Yeah. So like the first, the first baby was like Mirabelle was five hours or something, and then the second one she woke me up in the morning, and I was like, we got to go to the hospital because I knew it was going to be quick. <laughs> and it's amazing because the first time round there was way more of a conscious battle, so to speak. Like, and I, I, I like to think of that as a rewriting process because we're just like a situation's presenting itself and we are like aligning ourselves to a, a truth. That's, mm. that's what it is, no matter mm. what. And you're rewriting, you know, your belief systems. Mm. Okay, yeah. But then the impact of that like was that. like with Caspian, and I'm sure there's physiological stuff to this. Right. And even unconscious mental stuff to this, but was like, a really way easier process mm, like yes all around you know yes and yeah like we laugh because the first time the midwife was like really helping me you know because like it's pretty like that's so common. That but is then, so common but then the second the second time was like i felt like i was helping the midwife you know because she was like yes. stressed she was really stressed out and i felt like saying this, it's all good yeah Just they're not out. exempt hey yeah 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 so that is so cool Oh, um, so cool. What, <laughs> like, if we're talking about some of the um, extreme end of the spectrum? Yeah, yeah. You did not brief me about about how um how <laughs> how far I can go. With oh, this. you can go. You can go to the absolute end. Cool. Of the, you can go as cool, far cool, as you cool. want. Because I, I think, like, man, we got to talk about this stuff. We yeah. gotta, like, I think um, <laughs> it, this is a this is a really good point. Actually, like when mm. when you're in a birth experience anyone who's who's involved in the room when you see that baby come out and it's like this most surreal experience like yeah. suddenly like and and for us like the presence of god was so intense like so thick in mm. in that room yeah and and you're like okay this eternal being is like coming into like breathing its first breath like coming into this material plane and just like 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 breathing for the first time Mm. and it's awake and it's alive and it's just like that is that is a 
that's a phenomena. Like mm. we um we handle we handle um transcendence sometimes, I think, by putting a whole bunch of like jargon around it and understanding and language, and mm. then it dulls it. We get familiar with it because we so called understand it. Right. And you peel some of that stuff back and you think about the mystery of life. It's just yeah, like Yeah, I know. Hey. So I, I say it's that crazy. to say like Yeah, you, you gotta talk about it. You gotta yeah. talk about whatever you want. Yeah. In terms of that. Yeah. What are some examples maybe mm. of like Yeah, I think there's areas where we can stretch our mind around what like is possible. <laughs> and one of them is the idea of pain versus pleasure. Mm. In birth, like, um, you know, there's, like, stories of saints and obviously you know this better than I do and you probably tell me exactly which saints, but, you know, like, um, there's a story of one saint where she talks about being pierced with a sword and penetrated by the sword Mm. and how it was, like, there was a pleasure in this Mm. experience and obviously there's context around that. But I, I found it really cool to, like, when I first started looking into pleasure and birth um, because people, you know, like traditionally think that's crazy. Why would you put those two words together? Totally. You know, are you, are you mentally well? Like, you know, that doesn't work. And, and I really believe it does. Um, Mm. And, and these saints are like perfect examples, you know, like experiencing things and somehow there's like this ecstatic pleasure and, um, you know, even, some of the experiences that you talk about, Caleb, with, you know, prayer and and um, experiences with the divine that you've had, I'm like, you could very well right now be talking about birth, about mm. giving birth. Wow. Because the language is so similar. It's so crazy. Like, you know, and um, yeah, so literally there are like stories, like people, women who currently walk the earth, like we're not even talking in the past or whatever, who have literally had orgasmic birth experiences, you know? Like, I think we should just, you know, take a little sip of water and, and just mull over that for a sec. Yeah, we crazy. Probably just sit on that for a second. Um, yeah, I love it. It's like, um, the idea of pleasure and pain. Yeah. It Mm. is like, I think we always, um, there's something about, this is, this is like a real deep topic, I think. Mm. There is like a lot of mystery in it. Yes. And, um, but in scripture, it's like, it's all, it's all in there. You know, there's so much reference to, to that, Mm. the joy of trial. Like that's like. That's like a paradox, like in terms of a lot of how our psyche is, like the joy, pleasure in pain, you know, like. Like why did Jesus go to the cross? Because the of jo- the joy. The joy, yeah. Him. It's like. Yeah. And I don't think yeah. that was just talking about like the end result. No. Nah. Because I feel like that's too surfacey. <laughs> it's like. It makes me think of the um, St. Catherine's, St. Catherine of Siena has a quote about, um, about the Lord and, and. She says that it's like he was drunk with love, like a drunk man, you know, like pursuing the cross. And um, I remember having this vision once, actually, and it was like it's re- it was pretty intense. And it was like um, 
it was almost like an open vision, like very, very vivid. And the Lord was like looking at me and it was like he was receiving the stripes as he was looking at me. And what I felt, what I felt from him in that vision was like potent, like the deepest of affections for me whilst he was receiving every stripe, every, every bit of pain that he experienced is like transmuted by love into pleasure. I think that's the thing Like when it's fueled by love, it's like transmuted into like this divine (sighs) feel the glory. Seriously. That's it. That's so it. Um, I think there's so much focus on like, you know, a lower level of things, which is like fear and avoiding fear and like birth without fear. And, And it's like, I, but that's not even the heights of where we're going. Yeah. It's like love is the pure, undistilled, intoxicating substance Whoa. of heaven, you know? Like, and that's what you're touching. Like, when that baby is all smushy and gets put right there on your chest or you hold them and it's like, like your brain just cannot understand that because it's beyond like yeah what is knowable in yeah. the, in that analytical way Whoa. something deeper just kicks in yeah you know and i think that deeper thing that kicks in when you see them and when you feel them for the first time is what's supposed to draw us through labor to begin with wow you know that's an awesome thought mm. wow there's so many um there's so many implications to that statement yeah because yeah. i think there's i don't know like it's birth is if you're if you're a charismatic prophetic person it's like the best symbolism you know <laughs> for like what the lord's doing with you all the time you know like i remember being even it's in, always appropriate for a facebook post yeah, like it's, yeah there's yeah. never a day when it's not a totally good time yeah, to any day about. and someone will resonate with that you know like um i mean yeah, I, I this is a, this is a definitely a tangent, but I remember being in this one tangents. one like glory meeting and mm. and you know like this this person was experiencing some kind of like experience with the Lord and like full on birthing manifestation, you know, just like birthing. But she wasn't birthing, but she was birthing in the spirit, you know. Are we talking like the noises of birth? Yeah, just like, like the whole deal, you know, like a cow. I, I know, it, and I know it. Like it happens a lot, you know. I think it's yeah, yeah it's quite a common thing that seems to happen, yeah. um, which is a topic for another day, you know, like <laughs> manifestations and yeah. things like that. But um, that's cool. Yeah, that's I fun. I love that the idea that pain, um, yeah, pain and pleasure. Mm. Um, it's like, is pain really pain if it doesn't feel like pain? Mm. You know, I know that's super like super meta, and like, it's like, but, <laughs> but um, I just think there's there's, and like this is coming from a place of humility in that like I have not experienced fully painful births. Mm. Like I'm not, I'm not like the small percentage of women who like have happened to just breeze through every labor and I'm on the other side, you know, preaching like, this is the way everyone. And like, totally. I found the way, you mm-hmm. know, like, um, but I, I don't think I'm done having babies yet. And I don't think I'm done with the heights of what kind of glory, um, God wants to show me through, through birth. So yeah, I just want to set our stakes yeah 
Mm. So, but so you said orgasmic before. Yes. So that that I was did. a thing that you said. I totally did. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, maybe you could explain that a bit more. Like what? Yeah, like so. Sure. So have you have you spoken to women who have had mm. birth experiences and what they're having like ecstatic experiences basically? Yeah, totally. There's like, such pleasurable. a range of epic experiences. So like, people will have like actually just like. A few days ago, I, I heard a, a story of a woman who um, was giving birth to her third baby and she was, um, you know, she she was actually giving birth in hospital and um, she literally went into like a type of ecstatic blackout Whoa. Um, while giving birth and the next minute baby is on her chest and we're not talking drugs like she hadn't had any drugs or anything like it's not drug induced like Mm. she just went into another place and afterwards she was like oh man that was like that was so gracious of god she felt the kindness of the lord over her experience and even a few weeks ago i heard a really similar experience um another our first time mother um she was she had it just as a brief experience where she literally, it was like she tapped into this other realm. All pain just completely disappeared. And I think she was walking to her hospital room at the time or something. And all, it was just all totally gone. And she was like in another realm. Wow. And then she, and then I think she thought, no, I should focus or I should come back and, and kind of like check in on, in the room kind of thing. And it snapped her out. No way. Yeah. Like it was like she kind of chose like, and then after she was like, maybe I shouldn't have chosen to come back down. That's, that's really interesting. I feel like um, yeah. in, you know, again, like the parallel of um, prayer, we didn't fully talk about the symbolism of birth, but like the parallel mm. of prayer and ecstatic encounters is often the more you progress, which even that language is like counterintuitive to what actually maturing in your prayer life is but like the more that you um the deeper you kind of go the more your your communion matures with the lord the more you realize it's all about that it's all about letting go and yeah and when you start to come into these like um and sometimes sometimes before you go into full ecstatic experiences there can be almost like this calm before the storm Mm. and it's so interesting because it feels so tranquil and so um you know they call it mystic union that's what the saints would call it like Mm. a state of mystic union where um the mind stills and it shuts off and um you your your comprehension of union is not you know a it's not it's not using mental faculties to comprehend union you're just in union you're just experiencing your union Mm. and then it seems like sometimes what happens is you're in that state and you're like, I, I, my, the first time I had a, a state of union, I remember thinking to myself, I could die right now <laughs> and that would be okay. Yeah. Like it, I knew all the responsibilities of my life and like everything, it, they yeah. just didn't matter. I just yeah. knew that in that state I could die. It would be okay. Like that's, I had, that was a literal thought that passed through my mind in mm-hmm. that place. And then it was like in the far distance I heard, um, Chloe in the kitchen yeah. and it was like a little crack and I had the, a thought like I wonder if she needs me like I wonder if and then it was like it pulled me right out of yes, it yes and it feels like um, it's something about like this like uh, nerve endings of like 
control or the need to control to make sure your environment's okay to make yes. sure everything's like yeah you know within your grasp yeah it seems exactly. to be the biggest like killer that's right yeah of transcendent experiences yes so that's that's fascinating that. and i think birth is literally just a category of transcendent experiences yeah. that exist and i would even go as far to say that like your book that you've written i would go as far to say that the stages of prayer that you talk about are actually um could be equally laid layered across birth wow and could very easily describe the inner landscape of a wow. woman who's going from pre-labor to early labor to active labor to wow giving birth to just after birth like i would say that it almost exactly would follow that crescendo um that's fascinating and therefore the cool thing is that if you're versed in how to go with those experiences then you can also go with birth because it's that is very very wow like um yeah so that's that that kind of speaks to a little bit of this prophetic symbolism as well of birth and mm. um and interestingly i mean i haven't really talked about my book much but like mm. in the book breaking down different stages of mystical prayer mm. um I've I've come at the topic with a holistic kind of life approach as well rather than just the discipline of prayer. Yeah. So again it's like it's so relevant to that mm. practice of I I like when you I like what you just said where you you kind of like um you're almost framing birth as a transcendent experience. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cuz yeah. I don't think that's yeah. not normal to do that. But it's like right. that actually is the beginning point. That. That's mm. that's how things I think that's how we initiate um, in terms of re reframing uh, or addressing our, our infrastructure of belief is like start to reframe the situation. Like um, birth, like, yeah, what you said, birth should be. It is. Mm. It not should be, it is. It is. Because yeah. God designed it, not us. Like God exactly. designed it, so it should be. It's like we can choose to participate in ways that don't allow us to experience it. Mm. But if you, that's why I'm just like, if we can get rid of all that other stuff, mm. like we don't need to invent anything. Like we don't need to reinvent birth. We just need to realize what it is. We need, just need to see it clearly. Yeah. Just like we need to see the Lord clearly, just like we need to see ourselves clearly. Yeah. You know, like if we could see who God already says we are, who he already knows us to be, mm. like our life would change instantly. Really? And it's like if we could just see birth clearly, it would change instantly, like that's, our approach to it. That's very, very cool. Mm. It makes me think of psychedelics yeah. for some reason. <laughs> just to be on the controversial, but, you know, just because of the idea that like um, we have all this gear in us. Like we have, even in our physiology, like we have. Yes, yeah, that's what I'm all about. All this stuff, these chemicals yeah. that our body makes. Literally, literally. That's why birth is hectic because like, okay, check this out. This is a perfect example of how we're designed for this and interrupting it doesn't benefit us. Okay, so your body literally, as the intensity of labor increases, which it does, your body in kind makes opiate-like substances that are released in your brain and through your body to help you stick with the process. So, like, I think that is, to me, one of the most reasonable ways of understanding pain-free birth. It's like, it's not that it necessarily, like, it's not that, you know, 
your body isn't working hard or whatever. Mm. Like it's not that it's not like doing stuff, it's doing stuff, but but it's made to and there's this like hormonal protection. You're wow. like hormonally protected through the process. Mm. Um, and like oxytocin is being released in greater and greater measures wow. in your brain and throughout your body. Wow. And it's like this, obviously it's a bonding thing, but it's also pleasure and there's other, you know, hormones being released. Like I said, the opiate-like substances and um, it's all leading up to the crescendo of giving birth, right? But what happens if, for example, a woman doesn't go into labor spontaneously? So if like, um, if for whatever reason, um, the doctor or the woman or together, whatever, if they decide that they want to be induced, which is like basically um, they put synthetic oxytocin, that oxytocin goes into the body, mm. but it can't cross the blood-brain barrier. Wow. So, so not only does your body not have its internally released oxytocin, that's hormonally protecting it, it also has this synthetic oxytocin that's doing the work of the internally released. Are you right. with me? So like basically she's doing labor. Her physical body is being put into labor without the hormonal protection of the internally released opiate-like substances that make birth doable. It's more, is it more dangerous then? Like, is that, I think it... What are the implications of that? Yeah, well, it, it just then means that, like, you then need something to take the pain away because your body is working hard. Yeah, I get it, I get it, yeah. Yeah, and then it kind of, like, you know, can follow on. But on the other path, if you can, if you can actually allow and um, set up a, a situation where your body can hormonally protect you, you know, like I, I believe you're just, you're just cruising towards a ecstatic, ecstatic experience. yeah, experience. Paul, yeah. Paul says, I think it's 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 15 that came into my mind. Where is yeah. it? Uh, is it? Yeah. Where he says I labored. Funny, he uses the word labor. Like oh, yeah. I labored more than mm. all the other apostles, but it wasn't I, it was grace. It was wow. the grace of God that was with me or in me, depending mm. on the translation. Yeah. And it's like even the definition of grace is the divine influence upon the heart. Oh, and like mm. when you break down the characteristics of it, it's everything conducive or um, what, what do you call it? Like characteristic of oxytocin, like the love, which is the love yeah. chemical, right? Yes, like that's yeah. what it is. So mm. it's like, it's so... It makes perfect sense that yeah. the things that we have to do in life um, that are that require labor actually, when we do them in the life of the spirit, are mm. full of euphoria because yes. that's actually, you know, like it's interesting even saying the word orgasmic before. Like it makes yeah. me, um, it, it's such a trigger, and I know there's going to be a trigger probably to some people, but it's like mm. it's because I feel like we have an issue with pleasure. Mm. Um, in general. Yeah, totally. Um, so, I mean, yeah. it could be worth even just talking yeah, about can, that, you yeah, know, like yeah. like I, ex where my head's at is like even when people talk about sexuality and different yes, things, it's yeah. like mm. um, people say like, you know, a typical one is like, I want to 
I want to stay pure until I'm married. Yes. So and and they don't even realize, but sometimes sometimes what they're saying is like, mm. I'm once I'm married, I'll have sex, mm. and then I'll be impure. Is almost what they're saying. And there's <laughs> all, all this connotation and shame around yeah. things that are um, pleasurable. I mean, sexuality is it, it's such a a low hanging fruit in terms of talking about this because it's like yeah, it's right, yeah, exactly. It's so explicitly pleasurable. Yeah, yeah. Is there so much shame around it, and it's such yeah. an indicator of our mindset around mm. um, pleasure. So yeah, and I think like um, yeah, there's this cool quote by a this natural midwife who just says like the energy that gets the baby in gets the baby out, and wow. it's like this. It's like we can't deny that birth is sexual. Like the baby comes out of the vagina. Like you can't really deny. Like you know. And I think like well, if we're not, if we don't, if it doesn't help anyone to deny it, then let's just embrace it. Mm. You know. Um, Fascinating. And so yeah, there's heaps of there's different talk. Different people, you know, talk about how. Um the moment of giving birth can feel like it can literally feel like relief, like pleasure, like a flood of, you know, um, a flood of emotion, like a flood of just really good feelings. Um, yeah. Wow. There's so much, Hey, there's so much like possibility in that. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder if there's like stories, I mean, cause I'm always drawn to this of like, yeah mystical occurrence and things like that i mean in itself it's obviously quite a it's just like a phenomena in itself mm. but when you start to go into altered states you know like yeah. there is always um there's often things that surround that you know because you're starting to like calibrate with a different kind of realm you know mm. i wonder if there would be stories about things like that yeah i want to go back to what you were saying before i feel like we were about to hit yeah, on something for sure um was i to- we're talking about pleasure or yeah, well, Before we're kind that. of just talking about the connection between, like, um, sexuality and mm. ecstatic and not denying it mm. and kind of, like, that whole flow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, throwing it back to you. Like, do you want what to are your thoughts on that? <laughs> you, ask me a question about that. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah. know what exactly you want to... Mm. say about that I know <laughs> um, yeah I think it probably just comes yeah it comes back to like I think there's a shame piece in there probably mm-hmm. which is like really good to kind of like look at and um, how, how, how would you define shame I feel like it's one of those things that it's like the, sometimes we have terms, but then yeah. actually understanding the mechanics the gr- of it. I know, you know I'm like, all about that, hey. Yeah. yeah. I think it's just like when a situation or um, when something triggers you to feel like you are like not worthy of um, of love. Mm-hmm. You're not acceptable and you're not, you're not worthy of belonging. Would you say like Adam and Eve in the garden is like the, the epitome of shame? Like it, I always, when I... For some reason, whenever I think about shame, I think about covering mm. up. Like it's it's like yeah, there's some, a hiding element to it. Definitely, yeah, like there's yeah. something about the, who we who the person is or who we are intrinsically that now needs to be 
covered up is totally, to me is like yeah. evidence of shame that's why there's something about vulnerability that's so connected and it feels like you're being exposed yeah you're vulnerable you're exposing yeah. yourself yeah yeah and it's like yeah. when we when we are um attuned to the nature of god it's like mm-hmm. that that does get dealt with mm-hmm. um because he he doesn't expose us he doesn't uncover us he doesn't you know all that stuff like he ne- what can separate us from the love of God? Like he endured the cross. He didn't. He never left. He never mm. stopped pursuing us. He, you know, like yeah. Um, there's no. Um, there's none of the yeah rejection or abandonment that you might mm. fear because that's the. F- I think the fear with shame is that you'll mm. end up in a space of being like separated. Mm. But what you're saying is that there is no separation, so you're safe. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So there's no need to yeah cover up to hide to whatever because mm. I think that's like what we're talking about even pleasure in itself like mm. is there's shame attached to it there's shame yeah and and what you said about worthiness is interesting as well yeah yeah it's like that that it should just be automatic for us to experience pleasure mm, mm. i mean i think about this would be interesting like even even people who don't know the lord mm. are like they still experience like what you know some of these midwives like they're midwives because they're like they're addicted to the the vibe of what happens yeah. you know like through birth totally yeah um i just think that's fascinating like yeah. the kindness of god is so excessive that mm. like it, it challenges some of our mindsets about like oh well did you say the prayer well then you're not entitled to like some of the benefits of like his grace but that's just like it doesn't you just have to turn your brain on for a little bit and that's just not a good argument because <laughs> yeah. he the grace of god it seems to just abound i'm not talking about salvation stuff right now no, 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 yeah no. i'm just I, talking about in general you know like yeah. um i feel like pleasure is like he it's like one of the literally just the gifts of living and it shows his benevolence like I think that's the right word that's a great it, word yeah because it it's like he's not um he doesn't pick and choose yeah like pleasure is accessible to everyone mm. you know like um whether you're birthing or not but definitely if you're birthing well wow. um yeah we, like it, it i mean that's i don't struggle with that idea but i know that there would be some people yeah. who may struggle with that you mm. know like is that like and you know, I've experienced this in other things. This is a whole. This could be a whole other topic, you know. Yeah, but yeah, like, totally, yeah. um, you know, like there are there are people, for example, in in um, different meditative experiences and yeah. monks and who who aren't they aren't following the, they're not in the Christian tradition. Yeah. who are having all sorts of ecstatic encounters and yeah. mm. things like that. Mm. Um, would you say the same is true? Like for people who maybe don't know the Lord or they're not doing like a faith birth. In absolutely. inverted commas. Oh, my gosh, absolutely. Yeah. They're, that's the coolest thing. It's like there are women and I would say most of them are outside of the Christian faith who are pioneering some of this stuff. Wow. Because they're not held back by... Um, Religion? Religious yeah, trappings, maybe? Exactly. And it's not the gospel because I believe they're, they're almost... They're, they're very close to, to actually manifesting very pure expression of the gospel um but yeah i think there's that's why with my work it's like i want to get so clear on like how good god is from the start because like if not we'll invent all these reasons why we can't have a good life why we can't have pleasure in birth and why we we have to you know have a bad time about it (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's some of the reason that's held us back, you know? Yeah. I, I wonder if like people who don't, they're not, they're not, they're not within the Christian tradition. Right. Seem to, in areas, receive um, the fruits of a, of a benevolent God, to yes. use your language. Yes. A whole lot easier. Of course, yeah. Because they don't have maybe the like, some of the, again, the religious trappings of, yeah. you know, I need to do this, this, and this to get something from God. Like mm. even the revival culture kind of thing can be like, I need to spend this amount of time in prayer. Mm. I need to do my Bible reading. I need to like, you know, even faith. You talked about faith before. Faith is like, for me, like a beautiful thing, but it's, there's such a like a weird stigma attached to faith. Yeah, exactly, because yeah. it's it's been largely um, framed within our capacity, our ability to do something, to believe or Definitely, whatever. Definitely, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. So. Yeah, and so I think what you're getting to is like there is an undercurrent of to call, to use the classic language, like works-based. Mm. There's like, you know, that there's a still, a still a strong like workspace kind of approach. Um, and I think when it's so embedded in the culture, you can't always see it yeah. until you see the contrast of people outside the culture who are just like in something that's way more free flowing. Yeah. And it's when you, then you can kind of see the contrast, but yeah, I think there's something, there's something really beautiful um, about what God's doing on the earth at the moment. Mm. Like where he's, he's not okay with his bride, like literally the women of his bride. Like I don't know how to say that, but like <laughs> the women bride, the women bride. Yeah. What? Um, the <laughs> this is good. The birthing bride. <laughs> um, is that prophetic like he's, he's or is that, a, yeah, sorry, yeah. I just, I just had to say it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's, he's not okay with us settling because mm. he hasn't settled. Um, he hasn't settled. Mm. And so we don't need to either. Yeah. You know, like um, we don't need to set up a shrine to, you know, the failures of what birth has been in the past. You know, it's like... Um, there's there's heaps more to discover and it's at our fingertips. Like it's already here. We don't have to mm. like wait for some like new thing kind of to to happen. It's like it's all it's it's really accessible. We just need to have, uh, I think, like an open heart and mind to to receive it. So yeah. it's really good. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of things in there like um, the. The the topic of like I don't know how you worded it, but we're talking yeah. about like what's happening within Christ's body mm. and and then what seems to be like a result of I was literally picturing Christ's body and then I'm like, Oh, you're talking about like us. <laughs> all yeah, like of the, us. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. The um the mystical body of Christ. Yes, yes. Um <laughs> and and then yeah, talking about this, like these areas of innovation and breakthrough in in mm. a whole lot of different places. That se- it does seem to be happening in the world, like it does in culture in general. Like humanity is almost like waking up um, to some of the benefits of Christ's suffering, to some of the benefits of just like it's like just the 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 stream of kindness that is just toward humanity. It's like, mm. you can't, you can't deny it, you know, like I think, um, 
yeah, it's just that's just a whole topic in itself that is um is worth navigating a little bit as well, mm. and it's like not qualifying, but just like fleshing out a little bit more. Because mm. I just feel like there there are people who are like so afraid. They're so afraid of like, oh, you preaching universalism. Like they they jump, their minds have mm-hmm. gone universal mm-hmm. right now. How how is God good to a person who hasn't said the prayer? Yeah, totally. Like how, totally. how could he be good? To, you know, like and that that very mindset yeah. is the very limitation in your experience of his grace. Oh, damn. Because it's the older brother. It's the older brother yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like so he true. he's been with the prostitutes and whatever, mm-hmm. and then he's got the same feast, you know. It's like, mm. yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, and I've been working, I've been laboring, and I think I think, yeah, maybe this is some of what you're saying as well. Like this is, this is a massive hindrance that maybe that I I really believe the Lord's going after. I, I think he's going after this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's pride, is what it is. You yeah, know? religion thrives where there's pride. Yes. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah, because otherwise it. Like, otherwise I can't learn from those people. Yeah. And I say it like, I say it like in that, as though they're those people, but you yeah, know what I mean? Like, no, I know that just mean, makes yeah. it like, you know, that like, what if they do know something I don't know? Fully. <laughs> and I'm not talking about a salvation or like, you know, that they've, found, you know, whatever. Like, I'm not talking about on the on the God level, but I'm talking about on a in a specific plane. Yeah. You know, like I I want to anyone who's succeeding in this world is doing something right. Yeah. You know, and it's not just the bloodthirsty whatever's that are wealthy. It's like there are good people that are doing some epic things yeah. who happen to have accumulated a massive lot of money doing it for sure it's like you know it's like also i'm just not going to learn finance from like anyone who has a track record in that space totally um that would be so yeah i feel like so prideful um yeah there's often yeah. often like language as well that i've heard is like we, we should be doing that well, you know like we it's like a mm. it's subtle but it's like it's it's entitlement sometimes i feel like it's entitlement like that's what the church should be doing it's mm. like well, why are we even thinking like that? Just like, just learn. Just like, yeah. Just don't look for references to define yourself, like except for Christ or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I had this song that I was just cleaning today, and I had this song coming to my mind, like something along the line. I won't sing it. But it's like, <laughs> sing it. I'm not ready to be on the yeah. air with my um, my tunes. <laughs> That's James's thing. Um, no. Um, just like we're not getting there if we don't go together Mm. and just like this thing about like humanity Mm. it's like who did jesus come to save Mm. or was it just like three people or was it like everyone yeah and so obviously his heart is big enough to fully consume every everyone who is part of humanity yeah and um he's the all-consuming fire you know like and um yeah, we're just not getting there if we don't all go together. Like, there's something about, like you say, like where we're headed, like as a, as a, as a larger body, a larger family, you yeah. know, like of humanity. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and I think it's just really cool. Hey, how we get to like, you know, I just happen to be on the earth at this time, 
in history and I just happened to have some experiences that I didn't go about getting necessarily. Mm. They just fell in my lap and here we are talking about this, you know, and there's people listening who are going to have their own experiences and they're going to be pioneering their own stuff Mm. and we all just get to participate and I think that's one of the coolest parts of pregnancy and birth and starting families. It's like being in relationships. It's all about participation, you know. Mm. It's like all about participation with the divine, with God, with Jesus. Like it's all about, you know, like about co-laboring together. And I mm. think like that's one of the coolest and one of the earliest things that I discovered with with growing a baby inside of you. It's like that's insane and you're literally a vessel bringing a person, a soul from eternity into this world. Mm. Like that if there's like if there's a more clear picture of co-laboring, like please let me know because I, I don't know one. You know, it's like that is pretty um that's pretty cool. And if that is one of the best depictions of co-laboring, you know, and that says like that's his desire for our heart, uh, that's his desire for us. Like, why would he make it a treacherous journey? Mm. It doesn't compute with like who we know he is. Mm. So if it doesn't compute with who we know he is, then we need to change our minds. Like yeah. he says, be transformed by the renewing of your minds. Like maybe it's us that maybe we don't know everything. Yeah. Um, or like maybe out the systems and, and structures that we've built, hospitals, um, you know, like the, the setups of maternity wards, like the, the setups of, of, you know, healthcare systems. And like maybe we haven't yet locked down the blueprint that God had for wow. for birth. So, yeah. That's very it. cool. Mm. I, I heard like a um, – it's just like the emphasis of, of like just how good the Lord is seems to be mm. so connected to this. It just it, – mm. it's coming through a lot. Like yeah. like when you're saying when, – oh, what did you say? When you're, when you're talking, it's like I can feel it just like connecting mm. – um, an experience like this to like reconnecting this experience mm. of childbirth mm. to his nature, like to who he mm. is. Like mm. it almost makes it silly to think that, that it should be any other way. Cause it, yeah. because it's like, and, and that speaks to the dynamics of faith as well. Like faith is about God's faithfulness. It's about who he is mm. to us more than about who we are to him. Like mm. in the sense of what we can do for him, it's about, mm. His faithfulness that's been, you know, disclosed to us quite clearly through Christ and, and we share in his faith, you know, mm, we mm. share in the benefits of that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it has to be. Like, it has to be the starting place because otherwise we don't really have a ground to stand on. Like, if his nature isn't, you know, isn't isn't good, then, you know, like, um, then the way that, birth currently is yeah. is a fair depiction and maybe it's like you know if you look at the birth stats like at the moment um they're not good but it's not because mm. we lack capability or access mm. it's because we we lack understanding and a willingness to submit mm. to who he already says we are like mm. yeah and i really believe that like if we you know, like, for example, in our country, like, the, the cesarean rate, surgical birth rate, um, is 35%. So it means that 
more than three out of ten women give birth that way. Wow. And it's like that's it doesn't, as I said earlier, like it doesn't define any woman. And you can still have, you know, you can still have epic experiences like that, but it's more just like the circumstances that would lead up to that mm. being required because mostly it's not women choosing it. It's that it becomes deemed an emergency in the happenings of labor. And um, wow. And I just think that overnight, if we just use the information we already know about birth, like literally the current science, the current ways of understanding, we could, we could just like that stack could almost completely disappear like overnight. Wow. You know, just by reshuffling, like, you know, kind of like picture like a card deck, just wow. reshuffling the card deck Wow. and actually just like changing things up. That's crazy. You know, and I think that it can be really encouraging for if there's any women listening um, to know that they do have agency, they do have choice mm. um, and that they can create the experience that they want and that they can like curate it. Mm. Um, if you know what I mean and um, they can get people around them that will support the way that they want to do it mm. and that, that can have a similar value set and mindset to them and just can like they can use birth as a launch pad into into parenthood into motherhood you know into the stuff that that's the day on day mm. maturing journey that we are both very familiar with <laughs> but um totally <laughs> Because another thing I was going to ask you, yeah, for real, was about um, was about um, we talked a little bit about spiritual practice, but I, I just kept thinking about the whole time we've been having the conversation about um, yeah. the idea of you know um, a lot of spiritual discipline has two uh, lots of elements, but two elements of like one is about strength and endurance and about like that's actually a godly aspect it's actually like a it's like a it's a grace like he gives you strength with, within your innermost being like to endure with all patience like there's a real mm. deal to that and then this thing yeah. of like letting go and a lot of mm. disciplines um spiritual disciplines actually have those elements to it mm. and again it's that like progression mm. of um of yeah, like through, you know, the progress through like the stages of prayer or whatever that we talked about. Mm. Um, and what it does mm. is it it sort of like primes you to experience and to embrace whatever life presents to you. So, um, That's so good. Yeah, so I don't know, like maybe um, just to wrap up, it'd be cool to hear you talk a little bit, of, a, a little bit more about... Um, yeah, the, the the aspect of spirituality in the mundane and um, maybe some thoughts about that. Mm, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I just think there's something really cool about how, um, you know, God isn't far off and, um, you know, like as we're recording this, we're coming up to Christmas and it's like the story that we always celebrate is the birth of Jesus mm. and we think about how like um, it wasn't beyond it wasn't um, too lowly for God to like put on flesh and I know that that's a big part of you know your theology and what you care about Caleb is like for sure um, and I think that is one of 
the coolest things that I love personally about about birth it's like that literally there's a person inside of you that's like flesh of your flesh blood of your blood mm. um bone of your bone whatever it is <laughs> whatever that phrase is. and and it's like they can just pop out on your bedroom floor like there's there's nothing wrong with that and that's so and i'm just like picturing there's this really cool birth artist should check it out it's it's epic it's called birth undisturbed <laughs> um she depicts the birth of jesus uh along with just other she's not christian she just like depicts different birth scenarios mm. and and i've always thought about that and wondered what was it like for mary to give birth mm. to jesus what kind of experience did she have you know like yeah did she have anyone with her mm. or was she f- what they call free birthing, which means you're not attended by a medical person. Um, you know, some people say that that apparently there's different accounts, but some people say that she had a midwife or two midwives there. Interesting. And some think that it was just her and Joseph, obviously. But, um, you know, and it's like, it's just curious, hey. It's an interesting side note about mm. Mary. Mm. Is that- Do you know some things? <laughs> Is that she wasn't a Christian in the technical sense, you know, because, you know, like she was was a Hebrew, like she was an Israeli, you know, woman. That's just interesting. But but she was called like highly favored one. It's not beautiful. And it's such a sovereign thing as well. Like that, like God just disrupted her life Mm. so intensely. Yeah. Um, You know, talking about the, the intersection of like the, the divine or the transcendent with the mundane is yeah, like that's it that's that's yeah she's that's really a good example right just there. like a normal girl and then yeah. and then just angelic visitations and then now she's now she's carrying god inside of her <laughs> um wrap your analytical mind around that yeah yeah fascinating <laughs> and yeah and there's yeah. La- there's so many layers to it because i fully get what you're saying it's like it's it's so it can be so challenging um, to to grasp, but so liberating when we begin to taste of it that God has found um, compatibility. That's the word in our everyday life. Exactly. It's like, and it, we don't have to go outside of our yeah. original design in order to have a great birth experience. Yeah, just like we don't have to go outside of our family time and groceries and. Yeah. Meeting with people to experience God. Yeah. It's like the same. It's like he wants to meet us in our very daily experiences. And yeah. if your daily experience happens to be you've got a baby in your tummy and they're 14 weeks grown or they're due next week or you're feeding a baby yeah. you know, that's five weeks old, like whatever that looks like, he's proven his full compatibility with us. Mm. And... Yeah, I just, I I agree though what you said before, like about how there's a, there's an aspect of surrendering, but there's also a strengthening as well. And I think we need both. We can't, mm. we can't like just go after one. It's like there is a grit that you need to to, sure. to do birth, but you, there's a grit that you need to do life. Yeah, like if yeah, you want yeah. to do life well, like you're gonna have to, you know. I want to pull your socks up, and I'm just like that's it's not even, but like. A willingness, I guess, a willingness to like, let's do this. Yeah. Um, but then there's also like a, um, 
I can't make this happen. Mm. It's both, hey. Yeah. It's like I'm so willing, I'm all in, and I can't make this happen. And I, I feel like, like um, you know, any, any level of grit or like strength, endurance or whatever, it's like it's unto surrender as well. Mm. Like, I mean, talking about childbirth, it's like say you're going through that process and there's, t- there's like there's familiar pathways of thought or, you know, mm. knowledge that you have in your mind that's tempting to just like not let go or not give over to the process. Mm-hmm. It's like there may be a level of endurance in that to just like, Re to like redirect yourself, yeah. But that's for the purpose of abandonment, yeah. But yeah, I like I like thinking about those dynamics because it helps me with um, seeing God as compatible in in the practicalities of it yeah. with the mundane. Like, mm. I mean, we know the incarnation. The incarnation is evidence that God fits with man, yeah. Because God became a man, not in a not as just like a version of God. He was fully God and fully man. It was yeah. the entirety of the Godhead in Christ is like and one of the most perfect, which means that yeah. if he can be fully man and perfect, it yeah. means that man is. Yeah. And he perfect. lived a gritty life. He had gritty yeah. moments. He had, he had <laughs> yeah. emotions. He, he, yeah. um, he was a man well acquainted with sorrow. That's what, that's what the scripture says. Yet the oil of gladness beyond all his companions. So he, yeah. he had like the full, the full scope of human experience and mm. gritty moments, his friend and, you know, his brother basically gets beheaded and all sorts of different stuff. And yeah. he, he, it's, that's gritty. That's like real life. And yeah, totally. um, it's, it's really refreshing. It's like, it's, it is true. Like I remember again when Mirabelle was birthed and you're in this experience and it's gritty. It's there's just like, blood. It's there's like, blood. There's, you don't always think that it's like normal for there to be blood. Yeah. I it's was like, not. That ex- doesn't mean wound. That means no, like normal. I was not birth. expecting it. At yeah, all, I, totally. yeah. Even for anyone listening, far out, man. Like, <laughs> even just some basic things would help, you know, like <laughs> yeah, practical like, Why things. Why didn't I know this? Um, because you didn't have me. <laughs> but it's true. It's like this, yeah. Like very not mundane in the sense of like it's boring, but mm. but human. human, human in the sense of like you got to get into this car and there's blood everywhere. And it's like you do it, you know, like. Yeah. And then this baby comes out and it's like this transcendent moment, this mystical moment right in the middle of this like clinical kind of space, you know. It's just fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, even more so when you're talking about natural births and home births and mm-hmm. doing things in a way that's like um, more conducive even to like the nature of God, not so clinical or whatever. Like yeah. I feel like that, the imagery I see of that you know, in your own space, yeah. like this thing happening, this transcendent moment happening. Yeah, it's really cool. Perfectly articulates that that intersection. That's really profound. Yeah. Awesome. It's cool. Well, I feel like um, we're probably <laughs> going to have to leave it there. Um, thank you so much. Yeah, that This has cool. been very rich. Mm. I feel like we've we've like – conversed on so many different layers I know, we've like ducked yeah and weaved a little it bit. is all over it's the like, place mm, but yeah. but that's kind of that's cool that's really fun um where can people find out more yeah, about sure. about things we can put it in the show notes but um is there a place that you would direct people yes yeah yeah so um the brand that i have is original design so they can go to original dash design.net mm. Um, and you can check out my six-week workshop there. Cool. Um, which is really awesome. It's That's like so cool. It's like birth prep stuff. And, yeah, you can find me on Instagram. 
original awesome. just search original design and you'll you'll see me and um yeah i'd love to connect you can schedule a free call with me and we can just chat about your birth and yeah get things started that is very cool yeah awesome well thanks so good so much Steph. love you heaps Easy. and um Woo-hoo. yeah thank you so much for listening to this podcast guys i really really appreciate it it's uh, both humbling and encouraging um, the kind of feedback that we've been getting and it's the reason why honestly um, i've continued to release content is just knowing that it is benefiting your walk with jesus in in all the ways that it has so if you are yet to write a review i would really appreciate um, both if you could just subscribe to the podcast and write a review and share a podcast that's really benefited you, it really helps to kind of get the message out there and facilitate what the Lord is wanting to do through this podcast.